Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Professor Luke O'Neill, talking to your colleague last week, he was of the view that from now on we look at COVID as little more than a, a bad cold and we'll just take action when when we get infected. Do you share that view? I do kind of, Pidge, is the answer, I guess. I mean, we're still uh, living with the COVID pandemic. It hasn't quite finished with us yet, especially as winter comes on, you know. But certainly the, the vaccination campaign and, and natural infection combined gives us great protection. So we've grounds for hope that we will now have a, what we call a wall of immunity has mm-hmm. emerged in our in our people. And of course, in Ireland in particular, we've done very well on the vaccine from number three in Europe, you see, for vaccine uptake, which is a great number to reach, you know. And there's no doubt that's providing great protection. So when you, when you look at the vaccination rate, it's a bit like a cold or a flu now. The, the risk of having severe diseases is lessened hugely by vaccination. So that, that's, kind of, that's where Carl's coming from with those comments, really, I think. Yeah, the new variation of of Omicron, it seems to be, and I say seems to be, burning itself out by degrees. Would you agree with me? Well, Omicron was a bit of a godsend, PJ, because as, as we now know, it was a lot milder than the parent, what we call the parental virus, the one that got the thing going, you know, and yet it gave great protection. And that's a great combination of the virus because it can infect you and then give you protection just in case a bad, it's a bit like a vaccine, you know, in case the bad guy comes along. So we mm. got lucky with Omicron. The trouble is there's no guarantees there may be another variant. I mean, there are, there are three things left to worry about. Let's put it that way, PJ. The first is another variant that's more malign might come along and cause real illness. Yeah. Now, again, the hope is immune will protect us against any variant to some extent against severe disease anyway you know we're hopeful of that but still that's an unknown a new variant um the set the second unknown really is how quick the vaccines are waning and as we know there's a massive booster campaign underway at the moment and everybody should turn up for their boosters if they're eligible the booster really does kick things back hugely in terms of protection which is a great thing with loads of data on that and the third concern is long covid yeah. And that turns out to be much more troublesome, at least one in 10 of the numbers we're seeing overall getting long COVID. And as you know, that, that can be very debilitating, you see. Yeah. So we'd love to see more progress on that one in terms of diagnosis and treatment. And, and, and by the way, huge research is happening around long COVID now. The vaccines are protecting us from severe disease, but we'd love to have a way now to treat long COVID. That'd be a really sort of a po- positive development, I think. Is there still a concern there, like there was when you and I spoke maybe a year ago, that even if you do get a mild dose of COVID, that you can end up developing long COVID. And that is the problem, the unpredictability of who's going to struggle long term. 
Very much so. And we know a lot more about long COVID because there's so many people with it, you see. And they've been measured and questioned and all sorts. And severity doesn't predict it. That, that, that seems to be. You would have thought if you get really sick with COVID, you might end up developing long-term symptoms. That can happen. But the truth is, very mild disease, a subset of people mm. are developing long COVID. We'd love to know why is that. We think it's partly genetic. So it's bad luck. You know, your immune system is in a certain way because of your genes. And then you then, unfortunately, go on to develop long COVID. One big development development PG that we're very excited about is it seems to be to do with clotting so little clots are forming in your lungs and then you feel you can't breathe properly or in your brain and you get brain fog you know and so the focus in terms of um, developing treatments is to stop the clotting or at least dissolve the clots Hmm. now if that pans out that gives us a great sort of prospect here to treat people with these symptoms and and they're called micro clots they're unusual clots actually my lab is working on this clotting aspect so and i know a lot about it great so we're hopeful that that might give us an advance you see but it's it's still a real mystery why some get it and some don't really you know and isn't that the reason why even if it is a much milder illness and even if we are all vaccinated and even if it really is just an inconvenience you stay at home for the few days and look after yourself and look after everybody else it is still that unpredictability that the best advice is just don't get it yeah precisely and and get vaccinated because remember if you're vaccinated you decrease your risk of catching it i mean there is infection as we know it it doesn't completely prevent infection uh, but certainly if you're vaccinated you have a lower risk of developing it you know Mm. so that's quite good as well another reason to be vaccinated is first of all to stop you dying from it but secondly that might prevent you from developing long covid so again it gives us more than one reason to take the vaccine when offered really you know where are we on vaccine research luke in terms of development of what i think they call it is it a sterilizing vaccine they call it yeah yeah the bit the big excitement there page is one that will st- definitely stop you getting infected which would be marvelous wouldn't it you know and they're ones that you, you squirt up your nose they're called intranasal vaccines and it makes sense because now the immune system is in your nose if the virus goes into your nose it's killed and doesn't get a foothold you know and the set there's nine of those in development nine uh, four of them. of them nine yeah and four of them are in the last phase of development so yet again my fingers are firmly crossed because if they make it they will be the ones we'll use and, and they'll have a, a double whammy one that's up you getting sick but equally that's not you actually getting infected in the first place and, and that means you definitely won't get long covid you know yeah. so again he, still it's still a huge amount of research is happening a lot of effort is going into these intranasal vaccines and the second one page is what we call a universal coronavirus vaccine which would work against any strain and again that removes the fear of a new strain cropping up and being malignant if you know what i mean so so again there's lots of efforts afoot to make a universal coronavirus vaccine and of course that will just in case there's another one lingering in a bat somewhere that'll protect against that as well you see so so in other words the vaccine business never sleeps hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, we'd we'd forget that. I mean, with with the pandemic, thankfully, in the rearview mirror, if not quite gone, we ordinary mortals could forget that there's still a hell of a lot of work going on. I guess that's kind of what your event in Cork is focused on, Luke, isn't it, yourself and Carl? And and also the fact that we've become amateur infectious diseases people ourselves over the last two and a half years. I think you become a professional because you've spoken to me and my colleagues so often. You must know you know an awful lot about this virus. You see, so we've, you're right though. The public now have never been better informed, which is tremendous in some ways, isn't it? That they're, they're all more aware of all these things. You see, so so you're quite right. It's strange, isn't it? The last two years, m- many have learned words like antibody or antigen or T cell or cytokine. I bet you know those words. Yeah. And they're becoming part part of the common parlance, aren't they? And there's no harm in that, by the way. It's great that people will be informed. You see, that that's a, that's a really good development. I think. Is it easy? easier then to bring the message to a public that's been warmed up for it about the future of infectious disease you'd hope so but but it's okay for people to forget about it because because they're sick to death of it yeah we've had enough of it haven't we you know we're all fatigued from it aren't we you know so it's 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 no no blame on anyone if they don't so i don't want to hear about this for a while you know um but it will be a challenge if, if a new variant comes along how do we encourage loads of people to take the vaccine again you know and that might be a bit tricky because yeah. people just don't want to hear about it you know as soon as they hear the word COVID, they run a mile you know so again that's going to be a public health campaign issue i guess so it doesn't necessarily guarantee that people are more receptive just because they know some of the, the terminology and some of the science behind it. But again, I, I would I would imagine many people want to know this and want to learn about it, and that will then inform them in their decision making in the future. We would hope, you know. One of the early questions was, could this be the big bad one that science tells us is coming? Gladly we learned it wasn't. So, what has it taught us in preparation for the big bad one that could come around the corner? Yeah. I think we, we, we've learned really, like, remember there used to be SARS, which predates yeah. SARS-CoV-2. That's the sibling of SARS-CoV-2, you know. That affected the Asian countries mainly, you know. And they then responded much more quickly because they'd been through SARS. They put their masks on more quickly, you know. They restricted travel a bit and that helped them, like countries like Japan, for instance. You know? So in other words, it's like one spit and twice shy territory in a sense, you know. And we're all a bit like that now. We've all been through this. So if the next one is much more dangerous. Now, what that would mean, PJ, is, for example, if children were getting very sick, that'd be terrible. And, and, and you, know, you never know. It's hard to predict these things. So we should know what to do much more quickly next time. And, and one very interesting study I, I, I've been talking about actually is uh, whether lockdown was needed instead of debate, strangely. You know? Yes. And there's no doubt. There's no doubt. If you go hard and go fast, you can stop this thing spreading. So if another one crops up, you might be looking at it. Now this is the worst case scenario: a six to eight week lockdown to get rid of it. And we now know what to do. You know, we've yeah. hopefully we've learned from the first time around, and that and that should again protect our 
for people from catching this and getting sick, you know, should, should yeah. it, uh, a more a more dangerous one emerge. So I'm hopeful. I think I hope you'd agree that we, we, we should le- have learned from this experience yeah. such that the next next time it happens, we'll be more more equipped and more prepared, perhaps to make harder decisions more quickly. Would yeah. be way to think of it. It, it damaged our society so much that we, w- we would want to have learned from it. We'd, we'd be remiss of us not to. Heading into the winter then, we have obviously got still COVID around the place, milder though it is. We've also got a flu season uh, up ahead of us. Yeah. We have hospitals that are already very crowded. Does it worry you? Well, this is the key question for the HSE, of course, because uh, they're, they're well aware of it, by the way, PG. I mean, they're, they're, they know exactly kind of what the worst case scenario might be in the coming winter. And, and you've hit the nail on the head again. It could be what's called a twindemic, which is flu and COVID might strike, you know. Now, what that means is they're preparing for increased capacity in terms of beds and they're preparing for extra staff. Should the numbers begin to go up, you know. So, again, you have to say, look, the HSE will step up and hopefully make sure we have the necessary health care to help our people should they end up, you know, ending up in hospital with, with either flu or COVID. There's no doubt there will be an increase in flu because Australia, who are ahead of us, they've had a massive flu mm. surge, you see, and we normally follow on because they're, they're, their seasons are in, in, in different to ours. They've had their winter and there was a big increase in flu. Yeah. So we can expect a big increase in flu. And secondly, we can see more cases of COVID. And now it's just a matter of uh, preparing for that and making sure the health system is robust enough to, to cope with that. And, and they're well aware of it. You'll, you'll see statements from Colin Henry, who I know, I know you've spoken to over, over the months, that they know this is coming, you see, yeah. and they're getting ready ready for it. So again, we've got to wish them all the best and, and hope that they manage to implement these things should, should, should these events happen, you see. Lastly, Luke, I got a copy of your new book in the post last week. We'll talk about it in the weeks to come. Uh, what makes us human? Right. Good luck with it. Thank you very much, Fraser. I'd love to talk about that. And it's not about COVID. There's a relief. There, there you go. It's <laughs> something else. <laughs> Luke O'Neill. Oh. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96 FM. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks very much, Fraser. Cork's 96 FM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.